right, week four is in the books. This is the extra point here with Matt and Bobby, both of them back. We are reunited, all three of us. Matt, how you doing, man? It's good. Good to be back with all three, uh, you know, the other two, uh, Wes and Bobby there. Um, definitely good to be back, ready for uh talk about week four here. Hell yeah, Bobby, what's up? Hey, nothing much, man. Likewise, you know, glad to have us three back. Just uh, on a little road trip right now um, via automobile with you guys. Looking forward to it. Cool, man. Let's go ahead and jump on in. Uh, so we're going to go over last week's games real quick. We'll give a quick update on the fantasy standings like we did the week before and uh, just kind of cover a few topics around the league. So let's let's get going. Thursday night, we had the Broncos beat the Jets 37-28, a game in which Matt and I picked correctly. Bobby uh, took the Jets. They fell flat for you and took an L falling to 0-4 on the season. Uh, 0-4 in, this, in two straight seasons for the first time in NFL history for the Jets. First time they've done it. So not a good start, not a good look. Gase has got to be hanging on for dear life, especially after seeing Bill O'Brien go out the door. Um, not a whole lot to cover in this game. Rippon had a uh, decent start that kind of fell apart later in the game. Melvin Gordon, Gordon is showing he is still the old running back he was with the Chargers and uh, had over 100 yards. And uh, Tim Patrick had a great game, six receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Matt, go ahead. You got anything to touch on this game? Yeah, I mean, uh, not too much to say. Uh, Broncos, you know, they're they're rebuilding. They're a little bit closer. The Jets are just a mess. I think Adam Gacy's going to be let go either, uh, you know, maybe during the bye week or, or you know, at some point, maybe mm-hmm. after the season, whatever it is, he's going to be let go. Uh, they're a mess. Something happened to Sam Darnold. I don't know if you guys heard anything. I don't yes. think. I think he's injured. Or he went down with a shoulder injury. Uh, he did come back in. And he he's, came back. He's he was good yeah. to go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, was, all right. So nothing, nothing trailing there. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, it was uh, on the Broncos. It, it was cool to see. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce his Rippin. last name? Rippin. 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 Yeah. Okay. His but clearly, you know, uh, you know, his father or uncle. I believe it was his father, uncle. Okay. Yeah, his uncle. Quarterback of the the Red or Washington Football Team. Redskins when they were the Redskins. Um. Yeah. The main thing I just want to talk about this game was him real quick. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought he had. A few flashes of actual yes. brilliance. Yes. Um, I saw, wow, some poise. Uh, wasn't scared. I mean, yeah, through some some bad picks, but I mean, just to be thrust in, in the starting lineup in an NFL team, you know, that quickly, unexpected. I saw really good flashes there. Uh, he might be a hot commodity, maybe in the off season, or you know, depending on how long he plays here. But um, yeah, so I saw the Broncos winning this one. Um, how about you, Bobby? Yeah, what I'll be honest with you guys, this game was actually pretty entertaining, you know, going into this Thursday night matchup, you know, obviously, you know, Denver and um, the Jets, I think both were winless at the time. Actually, they were. I thought this was going to be a doozy of a game, but it ended up actually being a little bit more entertaining than I thought it would be. You know, it kind of went back and forth. Rippon actually started off pretty hot and then um, obviously made some mistakes, you know, later on in the game. But, um, I mean, the Jets, I mean, I think, you know, even coming off, you know, losing that game, I mean, I saw that highlight of Sam Darnold doing his best impression of Lamar Jackson on that run, you oh, know, yeah. to, uh, to start the game off. And yeah, that was awesome. Uh, that was wild. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, Gase is obviously hanging by a thread right now. Um, I mean, you know, between him and Dan Quinn, I think, you know, one of those two are going to be the next to go, depending, oh, yeah. you know, what happens here in the next couple of weeks. But um, I mean, just a little, little note on this one right here though i was actually really impressed with jameson crowder though he had a decent game you know mm-hmm. from what i watched seven catches 104 yards and um you know darnold was you know decent you know when he was in 20 well 23 for 42 no touchdowns no interceptions 230 yards obviously that long touchdown run but i mean obviously both teams are just kind of fighting for respect right now um the Denver, I mean, I'm not sure what his name is, but um, Jared Judy, you know, obviously had his first career touchdown catch, kind of highlight reel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of showed you flashes and glimpses of what, you know, to expect out of him. And this guy, Patrick, Patrick had a really good game. Six catches, 113 yards. So, yes, he did. Like I said, that game, yeah, that game was a little bit more entertaining than I thought it would be. And um, I caught the second half of it, and, you know, sitting home, watching a couple of beers. And ended up actually being a little bit more entertaining than I thought, but... I did pick the Jets, though, you know, because I, you know, need that upset pick, but Broncos get their first win. Broncos get their win. Going forward to a less entertaining game and more of what I like to call a little bit of a blowout, Baltimore getting the win over the Washington football team. Uh, Lamar Jackson gets replaced by Robert Griffin at one point in the game. Uh, I mean, kind of an easy game for the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't catch a whole lot of this game, Matt. 
as the local right now. Did you uh, happen to catch any more of this? Yeah, actually I did um, just because it, it's an interesting time to watch the Washington team right now, mm-hmm. uh, just with everything that they're going through uh, with Jane Haskins. I mean, they they have a lot of interesting players. I mean, the offense, other than Terry McLaurin, I mean, they're, they're hurting bad. Yeah. Uh, but from what I'm hearing up here uh, from that, that, dud that Dwayne Haskins put up against the Browns. Uh, I believe it was three picks and two lost fumbles. Uh, you know, they, they're the reason why they, he, he was the reason why they lost that Browns game. So they told, you know, Ron yeah. Rivera, the talk all of the last week building up to this past weekend was uh, Dwayne needs to step up and show that he can be a legit NFL starter. And I know that they don't have any weapons at all other than Terry McLaurin, but you still, I mean, to see Justin Herbert and, you know, some of these other guys just come in and, and just, you know, throw for 300 yards each game, you're, the questions are, are circling around Haskins and whether he can be a legit NFL quarterback. So uh, he, he played a little bit better, a bunch of check da- you know checkdowns and things like that. He's being real safe. Uh, but yeah, a, lot, a lot of work still needs to be done on the offense of that Washington team. Um, again, Ravens looking like, you know, they're doing what they do best. Yep. Um, yeah, not, not, not much to say about this one. Bobby, any final comments for that game? Just a couple. I just, you know, I didn't watch any of it, but I talked to my buddies back home. Obviously, they're all Redskins fans. And obviously, you know, word is on the street that Rivera was going to test Hassan's a lot more this week. You know, a lot of people were questioning Rivera about, you know, not calling timeouts and not putting the pressure on his quarterback. And I think, you know, he really wanted to put pressure on him, going for some fourth downs to see if he can make plays or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, word on the street up there, you know, from the sports junkies and um, a whole bunch of my buddies up there that are residence fans that apparently there's something going on between Rivera and Haskins. I don't know if it's personal or whatnot, but I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a move here very soon. I think Rivera is um, not on that wagon right now with the Haskins, as are the fans. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a quarterback change here in the next couple of weeks. And you got to think, too, uh, before Wes jumps in, uh, you got to think that, you know, Rivera coached Kyle Allen last year in, in, in Carolina and brought him in after Rivera was hired. So, you know, Haskins isn't, isn't Rivera's guy. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. can easily see, yes, yeah, just like Bobby said, I mean, if Haskins doesn't, doesn't show enough here and shoot the next week or two, I mean, he, it seems like he's really on, on thin line here. Yeah, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, yeah, there were reports even pregame of potentially uh, Kyle Allen coming in at halftime. So that's that's how real it was getting. He throws no touchdowns and no turnovers in that game, but they do take the loss. Uh, Chargers playing a really close one against the Buccaneers. Herbert going against his hero, twenty for twenty-five, three touchdowns, only one pick, two hundred and ninety yards. He had a hell of a day, and it was once again getting closer to proving that he will be taking over this Chargers franchise. Bobby. Talk, talk to me, man. Like, this kid, he could be the real deal. He is a real deal. I mean, I'm a Pac-12 guy. I watched him, at, you know, at Oregon, kind of chew up my Huskies uh, two years in a row. Um, I didn't I didn't catch many of this game at all. I just uh, saw the highlights. And um, you're obviously seeing somebody that's got the physical attributes with him. And uh, he's kind of taken on, you know, that, um, you know, for being a rookie, getting thrown to the Wolves, you know, right from the get-go. He's definitely showing those flashes that, I mean, that guy could definitely be the future there for him. So um, I like what I see. I didn't watch much of the game. I can't really chime in on it at all, to be honest with you guys. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, the future looks bright in quarterback position for the Chargers. Matt, thoughts? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, uh, they're going to have quarterback controversy here coming up soon. I mean, I know – uh, who is it? Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers, has repeatedly said that when Tyrod comes back, that he's going to be the, the starting quarterback. And I feel like you you have to give him that chance. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you uh, don't you don't you don't lose your job to injury in the NFL more more or less. You know, might be a short. I don't mean to cut you off, Matt, but it'll be a short leash. But yeah, you don't lose your job to injury in the NFL. That's one of the things about the NFL. No, a hundred percent. And then also it being. Not an injury on the field, but by a team doctor. I mean, yeah, that's, that's I, where exactly. you guys talked about that. I, I I wasn't on. Um, I don't I don't believe when 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 that was spoken of. So yeah, I mean that that's a wild situation in itself. Yeah, it, and, it was a hell hell yeah. of a situation, you know, with that roster and that team, and now they're in this situation going forward with Tyrod. Um, 
We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. Seattle moves to four and zero versus the Miami Dolphins, thirty one to twenty three. A pretty good showing from the Seattle team. Miami does hang hang and keep it close till the end, but yeah, they room room my lock though. I had Seattle covering in the lock. Mm-hmm. Or Bobby's book it book it with Bobby. Yep. Yep, Bobby falls to 2-2 two and two on the locks for the week, or for the year, excuse me. Uh, Russell Wilson, 24 for 34, 360, and two touchdowns. Fitzpatrick goes 29 for 45, no touchdowns, two picks. Um, Devontae Parker had a really good game, over 100 yards for the uh, for the Miami Dolphins, but this was really the Seahawks game all, all, all day. You know, I mean, even with a bad defense, that Seattle offense is just so good, it's it's really hard to keep up with them, and, and that's what you saw. That's what, exactly what you saw as an offense that – we just did what they want, and they continue to do what they want. Uh, Matt, any notes? Yeah, I mean, this game right here, I was actually flipping back between this and, and a couple other ones, and it was an act. I love watching Ryan Fitzpatrick play. I don't oh, know I do you too. Guys. Oh, I do too. Dude is Real, a freaking football player, man. Like he, I mean, he, of course we know he's not the greatest player of all time, but just how the passion that he has on the field is is. I'm all about it. Hell yeah. About it. And, you can, and you can see why, you know, he, he's been a starter in this league for so long and, and has bounced around. Yeah, but you can see why teammates love him. But the game itself, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Fitzpatrick like, likes to, to thread the needle a little bit, had a couple picks in there. Um, shoot, I mean, if you don't throw those two interceptions and you score on one of just one of them, one of those drives, I mean, you're looking at a 31-30 game right there, you know, whatever. But – yeah, close game is actually interesting to watch, uh, but I mean, I think we all knew Seattle was gonna come out in the end on that one. Absolutely, Bobby. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, that's a long trip, the longest trip in the NFL, Seattle to Miami. You can't get any farther than that. Um, I, obviously, I predicted Seattle to cover the spread. I think I don't know what it was. I think it might have been like eleven or something. Mm-hmm. But um, this game, I mean, I knew it was gonna be a close game going in. You know, um, closer than a lot of people thought. I did expect Seattle to win. Um, it was good to see Chris Carson, you know, come back and, you know, get 16 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns, especially after that dirty play against the Cowboys the week before where a lot of people, you know, with that Gator roll, yeah. you know, that, um, uh, the Tyson Hill, I think it was, I'm not sure. I think that's who it was that kind of did that dirty move on him, uh, after the tackle. But, you know, the big story to me in Seattle, obviously, besides Russell Wilson, who's the leading MVP candidate, is DK Metcalf. I mean, we're watching a superstar being born in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's currently leading the NFL in yards right now, and he's 36, I think, in in receptions. So that kind of just shows you um, that this guy is <laughs> a big-time playmaker right there. That's a crazy stat. No doubt. He is Seattle, Seattle, yeah, Seattle's uh, – Seattle's rolling, man. I mean, you got to put them up there with, uh, obviously, with the Chiefs, Packers, and them. I think are the top three teams. Absolutely one of the top teams, in my opinion, as well. Minnesota gets their first win of the season over the Houston Texans, 31-23, getting GM slash head coach Bill O'Brien fired and sent on his way. Minnesota does just enough to get it done in this one, though. Uh, do we have any confidence in Minnesota getting it rolling off this game? I mean, you had Cook getting the ball almost 30 times and running it for 130 yards and two touchdowns. Bobby, what do you think? It was a must win for Minnesota. And obviously, you know, I mean, like you stated earlier when we were talking on, you know, text when I mentioned yesterday to you guys that Bill O'Brien got fired and Wes, you couldn't have been more accurate, you know, eight months <laughs> too late. Yep. You know, we all, we knew that we knew the day was coming, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, especially, I mean, I knew that, you know, when, you know, he traded Clowney and Hopkins or that. So it was just a matter of time. Uh, Minnesota, you know, got out of that. That losing, you know, going on four for Minnesota, I don't think anybody would have predicted that. I actually had them winning the uh, NFC North mm-hmm. this year. So they're riding, they had to ride and die off of um, Dalvin Cook, who obviously, you know, just got a huge payday or not. So they did enough, you know, what they had to do to win. I still don't think they're really going to compete this year in the NFC North the way the Packers are looking right now. And even the Lions being a, you know, pretty solid football team, a little more solid than what people thought, but expected. Expected it was. Matt, you want to finish this one up? Yeah, I mean, I, I picked the Texans to, to win this game. Same. Uh, I mean, I thought it was, it was a must win. I mean, you had two 0-3 teams co- coming in here. So mm-hmm. you kind of figured both coaches were going to be on the hot seat if, if, if going 0-4. I think 
Bill O'Brien got fired more as the GM than he did as the head coach. Agreed. Uh, we all know about the questionable moves that he's made in the past. Uh, I mean, since he's really taken over the taken over the team, but really the past year, year and a half, there's been some extremely questionable decisions. Uh, and it's unfortunate for the next coach that comes in and GM. They don't have first or second round picks, I believe, in this coming draft. So, I mean, they're they're hurting. I, it's tough, man. I, I actually really like this Texans team. I'm a fan of Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller and some of the other players they have there and really pulled for them to win this. But, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins did just enough. He still isn't looking too sharp. That They won the game because of Cook. Simple as that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, dude, the dude and, went off. And, and then uh, Deshaun Watson just doesn't – he just doesn't have enough receivers. I mean, actually, I mean, I guess you can't he say – He does, I mean, he though. That's the, the thing. Can but they just can't get anything forward. going. I, I don't know. I don't understand. And I think a lot of it stems from the offensive line. Uh, and that's where the, the, the trouble in lies. And then it, it messes up Deshaun Watson because we know it's not Watson. Another problem could be that suspect run game as well. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. David Johnson still. I don't know if it's scheme or, or what, but uh, I mean, I haven't heard much, much of him all season. The first four games here. So, yeah, tough, tough for Houston, tough for Houston, tough for Houston, for sure. Also tough for Dallas, Dallas taking the loss 38 to 49 and a tough one. Uh, Bobby, we'll finish up with you. I'll go ahead and lead this one off. We knew we all three talked about this game at some point during the week and knew it was going to be a shootout. I think we, re- you know, we talked about that again during the game. We knew the win, whatever team was going to win this game, was going to win it in a high-scoring matchup because both teams' defenses are suspect, and particularly Dallas's secondary. But did I, I had no idea I was going to see what I saw coming from the the Cleveland Browns team. I. You couldn't have told me in a million years I'd see this team put up 49 points. I don't care who it was on. That was a wild, wild should've, game. Should have been 60. Yeah, and Dallas, you know, again, tries to some late-game heroics, tries to make it a game, and, and they almost do until, uh, what was it, an Odell Beckham handoff from, from uh, it was like a double handoff. I don't know what the hell it was, but, I mean, and then Baker, or uh, excuse me, Odell just kind of went untouched all the way to the end zone, like, no problem, which was my biggest one. That, that would have sent me off the wall if I'm Mike McCarthy. Uh, Matt. Yeah, I mean this game. Uh, this game was tough, tough to watch. I, I, I was flipping. I mean, I, with my game being last night, I, I was all over the place on my Sunday ticket this past Sunday. I was flipping. I, it was awesome. It was great. But uh, it, yeah, no, I, I was waiting to see it. You could see Baker Mayfield and, and company uh, getting a little cocky, almost a little arrogant. And I was like, watch. I, I saw it just the other week. I can see it happening mm-hmm. again. This Dallas, this Dallas offense is legit. Dak, Dak Prescott, show me the money. Where's this Where's this contract at? Uh, this dude has done so much for this team, is a true leader. Is he Aaron Rodgers in his prime or anything like that? I don't think so. Maybe, you know, we, and he's still young. We'll see. Absolutely. But crazy game, crazy game. I really thought Dallas was going to win it once uh, before that Odell play, which mm-hmm. was insane. I did Alden too. Smith was right there. Uh, oh, my. Probably should have got him, um, but didn't. And Browns are three and one. Browns are three and one with a winning record. All right, Bobby, let's hear it. All right, so yeah, so so that happened in the second half because I turned it off when it was thirty-eight <laughs> fourteen. So you guys are like you're telling me some stuff that I didn't I didn't even read up about this game. I didn't watch Sports Center or nothing, man. Wow. Thirty-eight fourteen into the third quarter, man. I had enough. Yep. Um. Here's, I mean, here's a, here's a problem with Dallas. Obviously, it's the defense. There's no question about it. You know, like, I mean, we're missing Byron Jones way more than I ever thought we would. You know, I mean, you know, uh, 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 Diggs, you know, being a rookie, you know, obviously he's, you know, I mean, I can't blame a rookie, but Xavier Woods, you know, going on a third-year player right now. I mean, we're just definitely missing. We're missing secondary help. We have the worst secondary in football. We have the worst defense in football right now. Stat-wise, there's no question about it. We have the worst defense in football. And we have arguably the best offensive football. Mm-hmm. That's not a recipe for success right there. Let me just tell you that. That is not a recipe. And everybody, you know, everybody's raving about Dak Prescott having the most passing yards in the first four games out of any NFL quarterback in the Super Bowl era or whatnot. 
that's not a recipe for success either right there, especially when your star running back is 12 carries. Yeah, and, right? and under 100 yards. Under 100 yards and, and his average was just – I mean, it was terrible. And, Bobby, that's what I wanted to ask you. I mean, how long is something like that for this Dallas offense sustainable? I mean, can they sustain that through a 16-game season this year? I mean, we're, we're, especially without uh, all the preseason reps. No, you know, I, I truly believe, like, uh, we do have the best trio, of, you know, with Amari, Gallup, and uh, C.D. Lamb, who just you know, blew up on the scene, obviously, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I get it. You got you got those receivers or whatnot, but you also have a premier running back in the backfield. How about start the game off and establish the run game? Like it's almost to where I feel like they really need to like get all these superstar receivers, you know, the ball. And I don't know if it's to make him happy or whatnot, or to have Prescott throw the numbers up so Prescott can be happy so he can get his numbers or whatnot. Yeah, he threw for 502 yards, four touchdowns, only one interception. His numbers are ridiculous, but that is not a recipe for success right now. And I, I, I am I am totally, totally disappointed right now on the, on this team right now. Obviously, I knew the defense was going to have bumps and bruises. Demarcus Lawrence is not showing that much. You know, he got his big payday. Jalen Smith is actually there by himself because Van Der Esch is out and Sean Lee's out. I mean, a lot of people are questioning him, saying that he's not playing. You know, you know, he got his paycheck, so he's not, you know, like showing what he should or whatnot. I disagree with that. He's still playing 100%. Um, coaching, man, I don't know, man, it's Mike Nolan, you know, our defensive coordinator. I mean, they really got to look into that right now. Uh, they, they got to fix something, man. They got to fix something because this whole, this whole, this whole giving up 40 some points a game, we're not the Rams of 2000, you know, yeah. with Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt and Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and all that. I mean, we're, you can't win games like that in the NFL these days. No, you was, was Mike Nolan uh, hired by McCarthy or was he already the defensive coordinator? beforehand do you know he was already there he was already there with us i think as a consultant and then i think mccarthy promoted him to d coordinator when he came in okay well, i just i'm just letting you know because he was a uh, defensive coordinator for the falcons uh yeah. not too long ago and i can tell you right now uh don't expect jump major movement I, i'm just gonna let you know now, i'm not a fan of no, no, no. He's a hard-nosed guy. Uh, you know, players might like him, whatever. But yeah, the philosophy. I mean, this isn't football's changing. It changes every year, so you got to change with the yeah. times. And I don't think he has. Hey, absolutely, that's definitely yeah, up for debate. Yeah, cowboy, Na- cowboy nation, man. We'll see though, man. I mean, that NFC East, man. What? Uh, one, one, two, two and one. Leading it. Uh, uh, Eagles. Yep. <laughs> leading it, so. Yep. We'll see what happens. Uh, New Orleans gets a win in a nail biter versus Detroit. And Matt, I think you brought it up uh, at the preseason uh, how Detroit always keeps these games close, but just can't seem to get out a win. And and it's another story of that. They get a strong start, take advantage of turnovers early on, but let New Orleans come back in the second half, and then just can't outlast them to finish the game. I mean, they tried. They definitely tried. This line team falls to one and three in a hard fought match. Uh, Drew Brees does his thing. Kamara obviously getting involved, and you saw Latavius Murray get uh, really involved in this game as well. Um, Matt, let's hear it. Yeah, so this game, uh, again, I watched a lot of these games Sunday, and this one I was super pumped about uh, because our division hasn't been good this year so far in the first quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. So if, if New Orleans went 1-3 and three and we're 0-4, and, and I know the Bucks are 3-1 and one now, um, but crazy game. Uh, going up 14 nothing, it looked real good, and then the Saints scored 28 unanswered points. So that's the story of the Lions, man. It really is. It really is. uh, It's disappointing. I don't know. It's kind of like the Falcons as well. I think Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan are are pretty on par with each other. I think both of them, since they've entered the league, they are both in the top five of fourth quarter comebacks. Um, I believe that was all 10, 8, 9, 10 years, 7 years ago. That has not happened in the past four or five years. Uh, on, on either of them, Ryan or Stafford, and close, close comeback, but yeah, not enough. Uh, Saints, Saints get the dub here, go two and two in the year. Saints go in with the dub. Uh, Bobby, anything to finish that one up with? Yeah, I mean, Matt pretty much cleared everything up about say. this game. I was watching, <laughs> yeah, I was watching it. You know, my buddy's a big Lions fan, right? So he was very disappointed, but I mean, he's literally one of those fans that, and I mean, I've touched base on this before, man. I've never seen a team. <laughs> in recent memories that starts off every single game they play so well and competitive and just find a way to lose. I've been saying that for the last two years that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. If you go back, uh, if you want to be a nerd and go back, 
Like every single game, the Lions never get jumped on early. They're never down huge or whatnot. They're always jumping up early. <laughs> and they just – I don't know if they're snake bit. It's not Matt Stafford throwing, like, mad interceptions like he has in the past. I mean, he didn't have that really of a bad game. You know, I mean, he was 17 for 31, you know, three touchdowns and interception. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're missing some key pieces. I don't know if it's, you know, uh, secondary or coaches or, you know, uh, somebody in that locker room to get them up in the second half. But it's kind of where the Lions are at, man. A, scare, a, t- a team that you don't want to, you know, a team that you know you're, they're going to battle you every time you play them. But you know you can beat them in the second half. That's the Lions. Yeah, and, and I want to throw in another tidbit here. Uh, you know, we heard, or I heard stuff last year, uh, questions circling Matt Patricia already. Uh, this is his, what, third, if if not fourth already. This might be his fourth season yeah. as the as the coach of the Lions. It's not definitely the third, but yeah, he's already on the hot seat. Uh, again, same thing as Dan Quinn, your defensive-minded coach, but where the F is the defense, man? It, whew. Makes me makes me yeah. uh, super hot, but yeah, lines are I had that killer instinct, man. Moving forward, uh, Jacksonville takes the loss of the Cincinnati Bengals, thirty-three to twenty-five. Uh, Burrow over three hundred yards and a touchdown. First quarter, I believe if I saw the stat correctly, first quarterback to throw for over three hundred yards in his first three games. Mixon goes absolutely nuts, one hundred and fifty-one yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Tyler Boyd, the big game in receiving, seventy yards. Or 90 yards on seven receptions on that uh, that Bengals team. And Matt, I'll go ahead and let you start this one off. I don't know if you got to catch any of this one. I'm sure you tuned in maybe to some extent. I'm sorry. Which game again? Jackson, uh, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Jacksonville. Okay, okay. Uh, yes, I did. No, I definitely did uh, catch a bunch of this one too. Because um, I'm I'm a I guess a closet Garner uh, Minshew fan. Uh, <laughs> Don't really talk about it too much, but a lot of people are. <laughs> I, I like the way the dude kind of plays. I'm not a big quote unquote swag kind of guy. You know what I mean? I ain't, ain't into all that. I like you, you score a touchdown, give your teammates high five, go back on the bench, you, be professional about it. But uh, <laughs> Jacksonville, man, um, a lot closer in these games than, than I thought they'd be, other than that Dolphins game. Uh, Joe Burrow, 300 yards, looked real good. And again, I think Mixon, Mixon probably won the game for them on here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Robinson looked real good. Uh, Jacksonville's running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, where did he come from? What, where was when was he drafted? This year, undrafted this past year. Jacksonville's got a niche for undrafted players. I swear, man. Uh, the, they they, they yeah, can't they, draft worth a damn, but I, I'll I'll tell. And you know what? That's not even true. And I'll get into that in my turn. But yeah, they they got him undrafted. That that's the answer. <laughs> okay. And then yeah, and then I see Gardner Minshew had uh, the one pick. Uh, was sacked three times. They only lost eleven yards on three sacks, which is actually pretty amazing. But for the most part, did did a pretty good job. Uh, I think you guys are on offense. You know, maybe some offensive line help and. Double pieces, man. I think I think Minshew can be legit. Uh, but yeah, if Jacksonville falls to the rookie, he gets his first win. Is what it is on this one. Bobby. Yeah, I'm gonna finish it up with this, guys. Um, after this, fellas, I'm gonna have to drop off. I'm over here. Uh, you know, Cal, I'm gonna get out here shortly. Oh, yeah. But um, this was a. Uh, um, I watched a little bit of this game. I mean, kind of like what Matt touched off right, on right now. I think Jacksonville's doing a lot better job than what people predicted. Obviously, you know, they were playing Cincinnati with a rookie quarterback, Joe Burrow. Looked, um, He looks not bad, man, for, you know, him that being his fourth game. I mean, he's not making many mistakes, you know, like a lot of rookies were. Obviously, Joe Mixon, to me, was the, uh, the key in this game. But, I mean, looking at the stats, though, the total yards, you know, I mean, Cincinnati had 505. Jacksonville had 421. And, you know, the, you know, the time of possession – you know, it wasn't really that dramatically different. You know, Cincinnati, 33 minutes, uh, 11 seconds, um, 26-49. I mean, I, I didn't really catch most of this game. I can't really pinpoint, you know, what plays or if there were any turnovers that really made um, a difference in this game. But, I mean, kind of two teams right now, young teams, you know, that are just uh, fighting. And, I, you know, I took the home – I think I took Cincinnati on this being a home team, even though there's mm-hmm. really not home field advantage that much. But – that's the route that I went, and um, I'll be honest with you, though, Jacksonville, like Matt said, and um, from what I saw outside of that Dolphins game, you know, I mean, they're competing. 
So I'm going to go ahead and hear what you have to say about this, Wes, before I get out of the car. But, fellas, I'll talk to you all tomorrow night. I'm going to listen to Matt or Wes, and then I'm going to go. Alrighty, well, uh, I, so it was a tale of two halves, really, in this game, and I caught the majority of this game. I didn't catch it all, but the majority of it. In the first half, Jacksonville played very well um, with, you know, what they had going on as far as defensive strategy and stuff like that with Todd Wash. Um, and the offense looked like they were trying to get in rhythm. Uh, Minshew makes an early mistake with an interception, kind of gets rolling again after that. It wasn't too big of a deal. DJ Chark was back. This was his first week back. They knew that was going to be a big deal. Um, it, it seems to open up a lot for LaVisca Chanel when uh, DJ Chark plays. So uh, he obviously had a big game, eight receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. What happened in the second half is when the wheels really started falling off. Jacksonville um, – and I was texting you guys during it within the span of maybe four minutes loses four big players. And really after that, they never recovered. Uh, they lose miles Jack to an ankle injury. He's looking like he's heading for the IR based on what I saw after the game, you know, nothing official yet, but it did not look good. Uh, you lose, uh, while he's hit and miss in my book, as far as a player, you lose a starter in Andrew Wingard. He comes out for a few plays. Um, DJ Hayden has to get helped off the field. Uh, you have uh, rotational interior defensive linemen getting hurt, not coming back in. The offense itself was fine. I had no issues or, or problems with that. It's just you could tell where that how bad that team fell apart once really Miles Jack came out and it showed in the run game. And that's when you saw uh, Mixon really go off because in the first half he was fairly contained. It was the second half that he exploded and could not be stopped. And it was just like it was the second coming of freaking Walter Payton in the backfield. It was wild. But, I mean, Jacksonville's got to really change their defensive philosophy. Uh, Todd Wash is a good uh, – he's definitely a, a good defensive coordinator. Uh, but he also needs to understand that he's not playing with the same team that he had before. He's playing with a team that only has two fairly young pass rushers and no secondary really to kind of hold people in their position like they've had in years past with Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye, even when they had the secondary with Gibson uh, back there as well and Colvin and all that. They don't have that anymore. So the blitz needs to become a factor again. This team does not blitz. They are famous for not blitzing and famous for playing a lot of zone coverage, which kind of falls into the hands of a rookie quarterback that's being given dink and dunk plays, and it was obvious throughout the game. And that was the most frustrating part about it is Jacksonville in no way tried to adjust or change or, or make any moves which is really hurting josh allen as a starter he also left the game with an injury so uh that that that's what i got as far as that game is concerned uh matt and i know about, bobby left us yeah and then real quick i wanted to ask you about uh your revolving door at, at the kicker position too. yes yes i'm glad you asked that that's a fantastic question so uh you have um Lambo wasn't really right during the Tennessee game. He makes a couple of big mistakes that I honestly could could have ended up costing Jacksonville. It cost him a four-point swing. He uh, misses a field goal. Um, or, excuse me, he misses an extra point. And then when on the on the kickoff versus the Titans, he actually squibs it and squibs it right to the defender who's able to pick it up, gain yards, and they get a field goal. Well, after that, he kind of wasn't right for the rest of the game and came out. Um, we didn't see him again. Uh, he gets a hip injury, goes in the IR, so Jacksonville goes with their backup, which obviously they weren't too comfortable with, and that was the Miami game I was at. He, uh, I mean, it was fourth and six and within, it was probably like maybe 48 to 50-yard field goal. Uh, they go for it on fourth and six instead of kicking it like they typically would with Lambeau. He takes a sack, turnover on downs, which leads to a touchdown for Miami. So that wasn't the move either. So uh, they bring in Hauschka, the former kicker with, uh, I believe, the Bills, Seahawks. He kicked with a lot of teams. Good kicker. Um, you know, maybe definitely not in his prime anymore, but still a solid kicker. He comes in and looks like he's going to be our kicker for the week. Has He gets injured, so they bring in uh, Rojas, uh, the former Giants kicker. His first kick was a field goal, misses the field goal, and, you know, terror goes into my soul. But he ends up hitting the next four. He hits his extra point. Uh, he was solid after that. But the, the first one was definitely shaky. Makes me want I, – I cannot wait until we can get Josh Lambeau back. But we're just kind of playing the waiting game with him being on a three-week IR. So he won't be available next week but the week after. So I, I'm yeah, ready Falcons, for him to get back. Falcons are on the same boat uh, with the kicker situation. I'm not a fan of Young, Who, Koo, and he's mm -hmm. on injury. And we had to bring – yeah, that's a whole, whole other situation. But Definitely a time to be a kicker if you want to be one. Oh, 100%. 100%. I feel like these kickers should be – I feel like there should be better kickers out there. Like, there should be kids out there kicking from – playing soccer at, you know, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten, and then And then just being a kicker in their, you know, uh, Pop Warner League or whatever it may be, uh, middle school or high school team. Like, 
you think there'd be a bunch of people out there trying to make you know a few million dollars a year yes. just by kicking the ball. So it's crazy to me. Maybe maybe uh, maybe I need to get out there and uh, I, I dude, I was contemplating it for a while. I'm like, I got you, Lambo. I'll cover it. I'll cover it. We're good. We're good. No problems. Moving forward, another team that seems to be falling backwards is the Arizona Cardinals. They take the loss 21 to 31 to the Carolina Panthers, who now jump from 0 and 2 to 2 and 2, and Arizona falls from 2 and 0 to 2 and 2. So both teams kind of seeing a change of the tides. Carolina 2 and 0 without McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's getting it done there, isn't he? Yeah, it's kind of uh, crazy to see, and it shows you, I think, don't get me wrong, CMC, you know, Christian McCaffrey. He's the man. He's, he's a beast, but yeah. I think, I think uh, the Panthers' offensive line, it, it looks to me like it's a little underrated. Uh, you know, who's their backup? Uh, Davis went out there, had 16 carries for 84 yards, mm-hmm. 5.3 average. Uh, Bonifon, Bonifon, yep. same thing. Same, carry, same thing, and then Teddy. Bridgewater same thing. Did, did his thing. So, uh the Panthers, you know, quietly could be, uh, you know, I don't want to they, they, they in the NFC South, the Anyone's way that the Bruins are playing. Yeah, I mean, they definitely they're they're in there. Um, good, good game by the Panthers. I was actually very surprised. I believe I picked the Cardinals to win this one. I just yeah, thought we did in a sweep. Team. It was actually Bobby's lock that he ended up taking a loss. So he fell to two and two on locks. You remain undefeated, by the way. Uh, yeah, so I, I agree with you. And this this uh, Arizona offense has kind of become all of a sudden quiet. You know, you had Hop getting a little beat up here and there. He's back in the lineup. He only gets 41 yards on seven receptions, which just shows you the that the plays are being called, you know, short underneath throws. It seems to be the, the motto right now for Cliff Kingsbury, and that's yeah, not what they – do i mean i mean look at the stats kyler murray goes 24 for 31 133 yards three touchdowns yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say is how do you throw how do you complete 24 passes for only 133 yards and you throw three touchdowns but if you didn't throw the three touchdowns now i could see that you're just sitting there check down check down check down right but three touchdowns 24 that i don't know yeah it seems maybe that's just the game plan they had or maybe they don't trust Kyler to to throw the deep ball that often. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I don't get it, man. Well, you got two two. I mean, Larry's not getting a lot of targets. I, I you go from week to week. I'm looking at him. He's just not really getting looked at a whole lot, and that's just it is what it is. But you got D Hop out there. You have a really good wide receiver core. Go throw a couple up there. It's okay. You know, you're not gonna get better by by just dinking and dunking you're gonna bring that yeah you're gonna bring that defense up and if that's their goal to bring the defense up throughout the season great but if you're losing games what does it matter for the for the rest of the season yeah no 100 i agree with you uh giants fall to 0-4 after getting beat by the uh, los angeles rams and really the story of this game wasn't the game itself it was after the game when the fight ensued uh jalen ramsey and uh correct me if i'm wrong golden tate matt Yes, yes. Yep. Um, I don't. I, I I still haven't even seen the video, so I don't. I don't know what pro- provoked it. Uh, I mean, they're two wide receivers, so well, wide receiver, cornerback, yeah. Oh, that's what am I thinking? Just, no, I understand. Uh, I understand. Ramsey, but still, yeah. I mean, that's Ramsey too. I mean, we know his attitude and how he comes across. And Ramsey is very. You know, that's aggressive. why Jacksonville was okay with with letting him go. It's like, yeah, we understand you're a great player, dude, but you're. It seems to me like he he, he has that selfish kind of arrogance to him uh it's not only it's not all about the team it, it's really all about him and he just seems kind of immature as much as i like i want to go full force with that and agree i to an extent i do but you know he's he is a good teammate um he is a um he he's he is he does have that that self first mindset definitely um a hundred percent um i don't know if i'd go all the way there but yeah, he he's very he jaws. I mean, he loves to. He, if he's getting you pissed off, you're letting him win, and that's his goal. And he's talked about it with Dion. He's talked about it with several people about how he talks to. He will. He this is an art for him. Is talking trash. It is an art form for him, and he loves it. And that's that's him. Good for you. Yes, you're right. That's not what Jacksonville wanted to do, and that's kind of why they let everybody go and have just kind of started just from scratch. But. I mean, dude, I I don't know what's gonna happen as far as repercussions in this game. I, I kind of like you said, I didn't catch a whole lot of the uh, the aftermath of this, and and I, I didn't even have the game to be honest, so I couldn't see it. But uh, yeah, big fight afterwards. I'm trying to pull it up now, and I can't. NFL is letting me down right now. But uh, yeah, no. I, looking at the stats, Daniel Jones goes 23 for 36, 190 yards, one pick. Um, 
Jared Goff has a pretty solid outing. 25 for 32, 200, one touchdown, no pick. It's it's a game they should have won. I don't. I think it was a lot closer than it really should have been, honestly. I think that offense still needs to kind of get rolling, and it's I don't know where to peg it really yet, but they need to get running. They need to get rolling because if they're only putting up 17 points against Giants, I mean, I'm kind of concerned. But they are three and one. They win again. You know, they're looking good in the uh, in in a very competitive NFC West. So we'll see. 100, 100, percent and then yeah, going just going back to the game. Yeah. Uh, I, so I'm actually trying to look on ESPN. Uh, they have this second clip. Uh, it doesn't show what started it or anything like that. It just shows the every you know everybody around each other and it, the brawl was already kind of started. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there was jawing, you know, during the game. That's like you said. That's how Jalen Ramsey goes. But uh, yeah, Rams only scoring 17 points on the Giants. Um, their running game looks looks sketchy mm-hmm. to me. The, the dink, uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I, yeah, I mean, you look yeah. at it on one hand, I just don't think they're running the ball enough. I think they're trying to create a two-headed monster when it's looking like Malcolm Brown is the move. Like, that's where you should be going more to. He's running better on average than Daryl Henderson is. But, yeah, I agree. I don't think that line's opening up good enough lanes for them. Yeah, just, I mean, just a quick comparison. I mean, New York ran the ball 25 times. 136 yards, no touchdowns, but on a 5.4 average. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. I mean, if Daniel Jones was any good at playing quarterback, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a whole other situation. But yeah, and then and then the Rams ran the ball 23 times, so mm-hmm. two times less than the Giants. Only had 58 yards for a 2.5 average. And, and they did have the touchdown with Everett, but not to mention yeah. a plethora of runners. Yeah, yeah, no, 100. percent So it's. It's weird, man. It's it's weird. I don't I don't see the Rams. They, they may make the playoffs, but I don't see them going deep at all. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. Um, gonna kind of loop around here because the games were all over the place. Uh, uh, we're gonna go ahead and cover the Indianapolis and Chicago game that got moved from the one o'clock time slot to the four twenty-five time slot after the Kansas City New England game got you know compromised and all that Nick Foles comes in to uh as the starter for the first time since in Jacksonville and uh, kind of falls flat in a loss to the to the Indianapolis Colts Philip Rivers kind of does what he does 16 for 29 190 and a touchdown no picks for him which is a good game uh anytime in his book you know nothing outstanding about this game a lot of, a lot of trips to you know to the defenders territory but they Come out shorthanded. Nick Foles, 26 for 42, definitely suspect. 249, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, running game never got going. A-Rob looking like A-Rob on his uh, seven receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown. Are, uh, are the Colts a contender again after their week one loss and ripping off three straight wins? Or in Chicago a pretender after winning three and losing one? But we already know the Bears are definitely pretenders. They sure. should easily be 0 and 4. Easily, they should have lost every single game. I don't know how they are 3 and 1. It's very upsetting. Uh, clearly, our game. Yes. Uh, we all saw that down. You know, up by 16 in the fourth quarter. You know, they made the the quarterback switch, and you know that those is those things can change everything. I'm telling you, it, yeah. it kills us. And uh, yeah, we already know a Rob did did his thing. Nick Foles looked. You know, pretty bad in my opinion. Didn't didn't look too sharp at all. Neither did Philip Rivers though. So this was definitely just one of those ugly defensive games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like um, was it Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he he stepped up pretty well. I like him. T. Y. Hilton's been extremely quiet. Um, I don't know if that's just a Rivers. You know, the chemistry they had just haven't got it there yet. I want to think it is. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's he was such a baller before. Yeah. So I definitely see Indy doing better than Chicago. Uh, Indy's kind of surprised me, you know, just being three and one. I kind of have them eight and eight kind of team. But, yeah, man, uh, Phillip Rivers just getting it done. Ugly ugly game. Very ugly game. Very ugly game indeed. And uh, another game that was actually really competitive and was fun to watch. I watched the majority of this game too. Buffalo-Vegas. And uh, Buffalo gets the win, moves to four and zero on the season, which is outstanding. Uh, Thirty to twenty three, Las Vegas falls to two and two. But man, that's a damn good team the Vegas Raiders have right now. They they're working on something, and, and I, I've kind of, you know, cast my sunshine so to speak over Buffalo all season. So you know, I mean they're they're a great team. I I right now I can't poke any holes in them, and I I can't wait to see them get 
to even more competitive teams. But this was one I was literally looking forward to because I wanted to see which one of these teams was better because I felt like the Raiders would give them a challenge, and I'm so glad that they did. This team is coming really, really together. Um, Matt, your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, the Bills, I mean, their first two games were against the Jets and the Dolphins. Right. So, uh, you know, those have definitely been wins. I mean, they only beat the Dolphins by three, mm-hmm. uh, beat the Rams by three, had to come back after being up by 20 points or whatever it was. Uh, Bills, though, yeah, def- I mean, they're solid, man. Their defense is all around. It's just a it's extremely team. solid team. I see them doing well, good things. I think we all predicted them to win the, the division, the, the AFC East. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what what you thought, but I know Bobby yeah, did. Yeah, we all did. I got him too. And then, yeah, and then just going to the the, the Raiders real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like this team. I think they they got some offensive line issues a little bit. To they need to work on that to get the running game going a little bit better. But I mean, Derek Carr is looking great. Uh, Josh Jacobs, we've already seen him. He didn't have the best game, but looking pretty good overall. And Waller, Waller's a beast, that tight end there, I mean... Dude, I'm telling you, man, like, that's what I said, uh, uh, they played what, uh, last week, New England, correct? Yeah. Uh, they played, yeah, and, and they, he wasn't involved at all, and that was the one thing I said, if they want to win this game, he's got to get involved, and you know, they came damn close to winning it, but they did get him involved again, 12 targets, 9 receptions, this this kid can play, get him involved more, keep him going, he can be your, you know, your your freaking, your Kelsey, your, your Kittle, he, I feel like he's got that potential, I feel like he's got that yeah, potential. Yeah, no, for sure, and then, uh, you know, Bobby's not on here anymore, but uh, uh, Jason Witten having, I think that was his first touchdown of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was cool. That was kind of cool to see. It's still weird to see him, Jason Witten in a, in a Raiders jersey. It's, it, it, it's yeah, it, it really is. It really, it, it's weird. It's because I mean, he goes back to, you know, I mean, good, goodness gracious. I, you know, me and you were kids <laughs> pretty for the most, you know, teenagers or whatever mm-hmm. when, when he first started. So yeah, it's been weird. Yeah. We've watched him. We've watched his whole career. We've literally watched his whole career. So yeah, it's definitely weird to see him a legend like that in a different position. Philadelphia gets their first win in in a close one against the San Francisco 49ers backups, 25 to 20. (laughs) Philly moves to one, two and one on the season. Uh, San Francisco moves to two and two. A lot of people really are excited about this Philadelphia win. And I feel like I'm one of the few people in that. I feel like you're going to jump on board with me. And I know Bobby would, um, this is a game you're supposed to win. I mean, they don't have their starting quarterback, and yes, I know Mullins look great. Yes, that's fantastic. You don't. They don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have their starting running back. The defense has been hit or miss some weeks because they're missing two of their best defenders. They are out for the season. This is a must-win game. I don't. I mean, I don't care. I'm not. A, this is nothing for me for Carson Wentz and them. He only threw for 193 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, they couldn't get the ball rolling with Miles Sanders. You had Wentz fumbling the ball, Hurts fumbling the ball, trying to do all sorts of different stuff. So I, I'm still not convinced in this Philly team. I, I This did nothing for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, it was. I mean, they had to win this game, and they kind of barely did. So, yeah. Uh, again, though, they are they are sitting atop of the, <laughs> the NFC East, right? Yes, yeah, they are. Them, the Cowboys, yes, they and are. The, the Skins and Giants there. So, wow, yeah, NFC least. Yes. But this game here, Carson Wentz, that offensive line is trash, complete trash. He was already sketchy in the pocket when he had pressure in his face. That's that's what led to, I believe, a couple of his injuries there was he just kind of freezes up and doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And now with this line, he's really, really struggling. Uh, And then uh, Nick Mullins, I mean, through that pick six, you know, he he didn't even look too sharp. So, yeah. Yeah, Kittle Kittle won this game for oh, for the yeah. 49ers. I mean, 15 catches, 183 yards. Or he would have won it for the 49ers. He should have won it for oh, the 49ers. He should have should have yeah. won it. Yeah, should have should have won it. Uh, I mean, they they ran the ball eh, probably not the way that they wanted to. Had 116 yards. The 49ers did, but yeah, not enough. I believe the pick six for sure, and then the other interception were daggers. Oh yeah. Uh, and then they actually, you know, C.J. Beathard came in and and Beathard little bit of check downs and this and that, but he 14 for 19, 138 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. But I mean, they might, they might have to make the move to him next week. If, uh, whenever, you know, Garoppolo gets back, I don't know. I haven't heard much from him. We'll see if he's good to go. He's kind of day to day. It's just the way it's been looking or I guess the better term is week to week really. Yeah, um, right. Cause it, there was, I thought there was murmurings of him coming back this week, but it was kind of one of those games where I feel like, 
in all honesty, in all honesty, Shanahan probably was like, you know what, I think we can probably, this is a game we could probably win without him, especially after what they did last week. I know it was the Jets, but still. I mean, you're not talking yeah, about it. You're not making leaps and bounds to uh, to Philly from the Jets, and, and that's just in all honesty. Uh, but, no, they, they can't get it done. You know, they, they take the loss. Uh, hopefully they get Garoppolo back sooner than later, but this is a decimated team as it is. Uh, going forward, the New England Patriots, uh, this was really honestly in my eyes a closer game than it than it shows. They lose 10-26. to 26. I think this Patriots defense is something to really consider. Uh, as far as a contender defense, they're, they're, in my eyes, at least a top 10 defense. They did really good against Pat Mahomes. Reminded me of the, uh, Chargers games for the Chargers game from a few weeks ago. Almost, you know, like kind of, they kind of just figured it out sort of deal. Um, but, but the, Mahomes gets it going in the second half and they really get rolling, uh, late, not a whole lot from the run game, but they didn't go to the run game a whole lot. Kelsey looked good on his three receptions on six targets. Tyreek looked good. Uh, Mahomes has kind of moved away from hitting one person, I feel like, week to week and just kind of spreads it around, which is why he's such a good quarterback is because he has that ability to just hit pretty much anyone. Uh, Patriots, Hoyer gets pulled, and I, we talked about it pre-show. I'm not, I wasn't big on them pulling Hoyer. I think he was okay. And Stidham comes in and – or Stidham – uh, comes in and goes 5 for 13, 60 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Has that really nice-looking first drive. The only story on the offense for me was Damian Harris, 17 rushes for 100 yards, his first start since uh, I believe he was on the IR to start the season, the three-week IR. So he came back and showed up and, and looked really good, uh, in my opinion. So they have a lot of options there running back. Uh, your thoughts on the game, Matt? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, this game was definitely much closer. I mean, we're talking 13-10. Uh, Kansas City was leading still uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't – I mean, it, the pick six was the dagger. And was I didn't actually catch that because of my, my the Falcons game was on, so I actually missed that pick six. Who threw that? Was that Hoyer or that was, was that – Yep. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. Um, yeah, he said to him, he looked awful. He yeah. looked really bad. I know Brian Hoyer didn't, didn't look very good either, but – Wow, yeah, yeah. The, the quarterback situation. That they, I mean, they lost that game 1,000%. They ran the ball extremely well, 185 yards, 5.3 per carry for the Patriots. Um, had some receivers do, you know, some some pretty nice things. Nikhil Harry has been, he's he's he's. I was just talking about fantasy. Fuller, uh, Will Fuller is being more consistent now that he's the number one, but it, you just don't know what you're going to get week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a really good game a couple weeks ago, and then the past two have been pretty much duds. He did have that touchdown, but right. overall, yeah. Um, yeah, Patriots, still a good team. I I mean, we talked about it beforehand. I, I really, I, I mean, I picked them to win, mm-hmm. thinking they were going to have Kane and, and everything else. So I think if they had a much, much closer game, it would have been – Probably more fun to watch, maybe a little bit more of a shootout than 26. Oh, I agree with you 100%. I think Cam was the is the rolling force on that offense, and that offense rolls with Cam and Cam alone, and for a hell of a deal at that. And, you know, Belichick, he did his damnedest during that game. They kind of got a bad call, you know, in that game that, you know, a, a, me being a Jags fan, I kind of laughed at. I'm not going to lie to you, but they had a play where they stripped the ball. It was a, it was more really honestly a pick on Mahomes, and they called they blew it dead. But uh, well, I did see that. I did. See it would have been yeah. a, it uh, would have been a big play, man. Uh, it must suck. At least it was only during the regular season for them, so they can they can be content with that. Bad. Also a big uh, big blunder at halftime, which I think ended up leading to Hoyer's removal from the game. Uh, right before halftime, Hoyer, they are in field goal range. They have time to do one more play, and Hoyer takes a bad sack and tries to call a timeout thinking they still have him. Uh, they didn't, yeah. and I think that was the linchpin, honestly. I think that well, was yeah, it. No. Uh, I mean, you could see it right after that happened. I mean, on ESPN, they were actually talking about it. I did catch that, and they were like they, – they right after that play happened, they were like, that's the last thing as a quarterback you wanted to do Yeah, uh, is take a sack or throw you, you know, throw it away, whatever. You can kick a field goal, and I think that field goal would have tied it. It would have. It would have. Yeah, so that would have been huge. And, yeah, just, just – yeah, it's the last thing you wanted to do is take a sack on that play. And you, they showed Bill Belichick right after. You could see he was furious, so – 
Yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise me if because uh, I didn't catch pretty much most of the game after that. So I don't know if Stidham came in at halftime or what. But he came uh, in later in the second half. But I think his I think Belichick's mind was already made up that if he didn't get anything out of uh, out, out that of where that's being, yeah, third, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was gonna be it. And I think that's what ended up happening. So L for them. We'll see what they do. They should have Cam back next week. And let's go ahead and finish up the week with the Falcons and the Packers. I'll start this one out for obvious reasons. Uh, Green Bay does what they do, man. 4-0. This is a dominant football team. And I, I knew it from the beginning. I can gladly say that because I was, I've was i been high on this team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he don't need no more weapons. I told you all before, he does not need any more weapons. He's got them. But, you know, nobody wants to listen to me. But <laughs> Aaron Jones has a good day on the ground, 15 rushes for 71 yards. Uh, yes, they don't have uh, they don't have their best receiver in this game, but Valdez Scatling he can step in. Uh, Robert Tonian, six receptions, 98 yards, three touchdowns. They're tight end that comes in. Mercedes Lewis could not play in that game, so he steps in and gets three touchdowns. Fantastic game from him. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers just moves the ball around. He does does what he did. Uh, he picked apart a, a very young and beat up. Atlanta Falcons defense. Atlanta loses. Uh, uh, is it Casey, Matt? Yeah, K- K- uh, Casey. Yeah, Casey, they uh, lose him. Torn yeah, Achilles. Yeah. He's done for the year. Uh, so that's another hit to the Falcons. Uh, Quinn is hanging on by a thread. Honestly, I don't know how it's possible, but he is still there. I still want Case gone before him, Matt. But uh, I mean, go ahead, Matt. Let's hear it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Wow, man. This this Falcons team is is. It's tough to watch. Uh, I mean, right at the start of that game, uh, you know, we, we received the ball. And, you know, what's funny is, or it's not really funny, at least for me, is I'm actually starting to really question Matt Ryan right now. Like, and it's not just me. As okay, being yes, fan. I'm with I you. Down, down there, I'm, I'm legitimately starting to question him. There were some throws, bro, that I just I watched him make, and I'm like, what the always, what the hell? Like that. Matt, so that's I don't know, you know, anybody listening that that's who Matt Ryan is. Matt, we all know this. Matt Ryan is not and, elite, and, elite. He's not a top three quarterback. No, he is a top eight to ten. He's easily. a B tier. He's B tier. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just the next <laughs> down from your your Russell Wilson's, Aaron Rodgers, right. Tom Brady. And that's um, and that's fine. And, and and you know I agree with you. You know we've talked. We've again another quarterback we've watched since he came out of Boston College from the get go. Um, you know I'm not you know blind to the fact that he throws it all over the place. But there were some easy easy throws that I've seen him make. I've watched this man make. But again, go ahead, Matt. I don't mean to cut you off. I, I just wanted to tell you I totally agree with you on that. I'm starting to question him as well. Yeah, and it's it's uh, you know last game against the Bears. Uh, you know since I didn't get to talk about that. Uh, the last play, you know, on offense, you know, we still had a chance to win that game. I mean, it was, it was, you know, highly unlikely. You know, it was, I think, a minute, right around a minute fifteen, maybe a minute and a half left, mm-hmm. uh, or less. And, and we, he, he made a couple of plays to get down the field, and I think we're close to midfield, and and we didn't need a field goal; we needed a touchdown. But you just got to get those chunk plays, and that the, the last throw that he made, dude, was god awful. Like Ridley, if you you didn't throw it to where Ridley was. Like, I don't care if that's where Ridley was supposed to be. Uh, Ridley was getting open. He was getting to the sideline. There was a defender, uh, you know, a couple yards away from him. And then there was the guy that picked it off who was, God, 10 yards behind, eight to 10 yards behind him. It was just a God awful throw. And, uh, yeah, again, questioning Matt Ryan, I'm, I'm starting to very seriously as well. I mean, he's 35, you know, this is his, what uh 11th 12th year you know going in, in the league now you know i i honestly think the super bowl 51 has you know has him mentally scarred um and honestly it's not that he, you know we all he's capable you know very capable of winning a super bowl and uh i it's got he's got his mental game messed up i think he tries so hard and it messes him up i, I wish he would just go out there before that super bowl when I watched my quarterback, Matt Ryan, play in the NFL, any game, doesn't matter what game it was, playoffs, against a shitty team, it didn't matter. He was out there having fun and was out there just slinging it. you know. And that's part of his game, too, is, like you said, some of those questionable throws. is It's the way he plays the game. Um, he, he makes some really tight throws. And before, I don't know if it's just that we were getting lucky and they were, you know, we were catching him more and making big plays or what, but 
they we're just not connecting right now. And uh, with Julio Jones and this hamstring injury, doesn't look good. Looks like he's definitely going to miss this this next game as well. I honestly wish he didn't play against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I know that we needed him, but getting Russell Cage and Ridley back, I think we could have did without him. Um, maybe not Ridley put up a dud, but yeah, this this game, this Packers Falcons game, dude, is right off the bat with that first drive when it with when we went four and out or three and out and hand <laughs> down the field and yeah. I said it in our, in said, our oh, boy. Bobby's group, group chat. I was <laughs> yeah. just like. Dude, they don't look like they they want to play for this coach. I don't know if it the, the defense is. I mean, we are young on defense, very very young. Uh, we were missing our two safeties, and then like you said, Demonte Casey went went out torn Achilles. And then he went out with a concussion. So Aaron Rodgers just had a field day. I mean, any quarterback almost uh, would have would have gone out there and, mm-hmm. and did what he did, but. Really tough, man. Really tough to watch. Um, what's his Zadari- What's his name? Smith? Zadarius? Yeah, Zadarius yeah. Smith. Uh, three sets. I mean, he had crazy game. Five quarterback hits. I mean, Matt Ryan was was hit seven times, sacked four. That that's got to change. I mean, you can't make some of these plays when when he's getting beat. I mean, he's getting pressured really bad too. It, it's this whole team, man. Like you said, uh, you're, you know, and I'm with you with Gacy being uh, fired first mm-hmm. uh, on that. But And the reason why he's not getting fired, and, I, and I've known this, Arthur Blank is not a not a guy to, to fire somebody in midseason. It doesn't matter for week one, bye week, week tw- it doesn't matter. Because honestly, think about it. What is, it, what is that going to do? Mm-hmm. It did nothing. If we're going to fire him, we can – Wait till the end of the season. We can still look for coaching, you know, kind of get the rumor mill going out there, poking poking some uh, coordinators or whatever on other teams during the season, and then let them go at the end of the year, which I 100% will think will happen. Uh, there's too much talent on this Falcons team to be 0-4. Yes. Complete, the, the, the play calling on offense and defense is atrocious, completely atrocious. Uh, I think I talked about it in one of the last podcasts, or maybe just to you, is – how do you, uh, you know, how do you in the in week one against the uh, the Seahawks? He goes after the game. He goes, yeah, I underestimated Russell Wilson as a pocket like, passer. Who, you can't say that. Are you out just of your mind? Underestimating Russell Wilson. You're just, underestimating. Just that that's there. all you needed here, and I would have been like, all right, it's it's we need to make get, get out of here. Yeah, and and I think Raheem Morris is the defensive coordinator for the Falcons. I think he's in over his head. I think he got. Uh, his head blown up a little bit after that six and two finish to last year, and I think we finished six and two at the end of the year. We beat a plenty of good teams. I mean, we beat the the Saints, uh, we beat 49ers. I mean, there were some really good games in that second half, and I think it's part of that too. Was the players were like, "Hey, we went one and seven. You know, we're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, let's just go out here and and play some football." And I think again that that Super Bowl, and it's not just Matt Ryan; it's everybody else that was a part of the team then too, because we still definitely have, you know, several players from from a few years ago. And I think it's just a mental; they they just try too hard, and it's not that they're sitting there thinking like, "Oh, I, I'm a I choke on," or "I'm gonna." It, it's just trying too hard and overthinking things. Just go out there; you know the plays. Well, I hope you know, you know what I'm saying. I hope you know what you're doing. Right. Uh, just go out there and it's just execute, man. Just execute. And Dan Quinn being a defensive-minded coach, we're over here relying on offense, which makes no sense. Dirk Cutter was a bad hire. Yeah, this, this I hope – I pray to God at the end of the season, it, it's just a clean sweep of everybody. The G, Thomas Dimitrov, the GM, can go. Offensive coordinator, everybody. Just – we need a restart. Matt calling in a cl- for a clean sweep in Atlanta. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's go ahead and finish up the tally for the week. Uh, Matt, you had the best week between the three of us. You went ten and five. Remember, we didn't have that Pittsburgh Tennessee game, so that one was. I, I, went, I have eleven and four. Let me let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Nine, ten, eleven. Wait, whoa, whoa. Now I'm really messing up here. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, I'm gonna. Do you have the Pittsburgh Tennessee game showing on yours? I don't. I don't even have that on here. Okay, I don't even have that. All right, yeah, so these, these are right. the winners I have. So tell me who I'm missing. Okay, ready? I'm gonna go down the yep. order. Uh, Denver win. Uh, yep. Baltimore win. Yep. Tampa Bay win. Seattle uh, win. Yep. 
Seattle. Yep. New Orleans win. Indianapolis win. Rams win. Buffalo win. Philly win. Green Bay win. Who am I missing? Uh, Baltimore, Washington, Indy. You got the Cleveland and Dallas. You pick, I, did you pick okay, that was my fault. No, that was my okay. fault. That gotcha. was my fault. I swear I picked in my mind. I, I guess I, I thought I'd pick Cleveland and that, but clearly not. Nonetheless, right. though, nonetheless, you had a great week, 10 and 5. That's, a, you know, over 500, and uh, it definitely helped you pull closer to me and Bobby. Me and Bobby having off weeks, both finishing 9 and 6. Uh, we can't seem to not have the same records with different games. It's wild. Uh, Matt, you won your – you got your lock correct. You had the Rams beating the Giants, so you moved to 4-0 and in the season in locks. I had – Seattle, so I go to three and one, and Bobby takes Arizona, who took the loss. So Bobby's falling to two and two on locks, and he's two on two on his uh, booking with Bobby. So Bobby's got a lot of research to do. We're going to see what he's going to do to improve that. As far as it's concerned in fantasy, let's go ahead and talk about the extra point fantasy league because it is getting interesting. Uh, Tigers, the last defeated team, that was uh, Bobby's pops. He ended up taking his first loss of the season to the tenth ranked team i.e. Logan. Logan gets the big win over the best team and in a blowout, a 50-point blowout for them. So uh, top five is as follows. You have Shark Week, which is me at 2-2. Two and two. You got Zeke, uh, got the Rona, Bobby, 2-2. Two and two. Tigers, 3-1, and one, still up there in the top three. Uh, Fredericksburg football team, which is West Downs. He takes the win versus me going to 3-1 and one on the season. And Dak Lives Matter gets the point two. Four-point win against Matt in one of the closest games we've had. He goes on a three-game winning streak after starting 0-1 and uh, is leading right now. And also, he scored the most points and had the second most points against him. So the only person that has more points against him is me. At Thanks a lot, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, yeah. Calvin Ridley, for posting a big 0-0-0 and having multiple drops in the game. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So shout out from Matt to Calvin Ridley. We hope to get you on our show. Shout out. <laughs> yes. Matt will definitely be asking you about that game. I love you, Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap this episode up. Tomorrow is our prediction show. That will be interesting. I can't wait to go through those and see who we have winning and who's going to keep it undefeated. And there's still a lot of undefeated teams left in the league. So we'll see. But for Matt, I'm Wes. Thanks for listening to Extra Point, And we will see you later. Peace.